As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It's the Week 13 edition. Today, we're talking ranks. We're talking plays and some of the latest news. I am Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at Is It the Welsh with Jake Seeley, Brandon Funston at Brandon Funston, and the All In Kid. We've got all the stuff and things, but Mr. Jake Seeley, how are you doing? I just want to know how you're doing right now. This moment, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing good right at this moment. <laughs> you okay, doing? at this, at this moment, I'm doing okay, Brandon. I'm, I'm doing better Are than Boston. It looks like. <laughs> Why? Yeah, what happened to your background? What happened to your background? He's like, uh, hidden, he's oh, like he... hidden in a closet. <laughs> like, no, no, no like this is a construction site. It is under construction. Yes, I got a little uh, office project. I got to put up some paneling on my walls here. So finally, taking care okay. of some unfinished business. I don't know if there yeah. was like a murderer in your house and you're trying to, like, <laughs> try to wall him in. <laughs> I wish you guys could all see it, too. There's almost this like uh, poor man's like Twitch streamer because he's got this stream of lights going over in the left corner. Like, hey, everybody, I got some cool lights going on. And then like a chalkboard. I didn't even notice that at first. So, all right, some good construction. So are we going to be uh, are we going to be given like a really cool background here coming in the near future before the well, season ends? Just uh, maybe just something that's a little more uniform than in the past. And uh kind of a little bit more tucked away looking so yeah it'll be, okay. it'll be well enough. if you would like to join the times of uh, jake and i that means you're gonna have to put at least 300 to 400 collectibles behind you and then you'll be similar to jake and i and how our backgrounds look if people have seen that uh, all right yeah. just want to do a little check-in we'll check in with both of you guys see how we're doing here uh let's talk about the stuff and things that are going on i've got some news and notes as far as uh, just a few injury pieces here and i do want to get your guys's take on it and some follow-ups from the last podcast and then we'll talk about our week 13 ranks i'm curious if there's any concern whatsoever that I think you can also attach to just overall performance from Lamar Jackson, who's uh, limited in practice. He actually left practice with a quad injury and has been limited. Jake, I know this is one of those things with your star players and stuff like that, that they are just going to, you know, obviously limit him. So there's no further push and then get him out on game day. But the performance has also been down on Lamar Jackson. When you see something like this, because you may say, hey, I'm not really worried about it, but with how he's played do you think there are options this week that you could push ahead of Lamar Jackson, or is it just one of those 
you can't do it. You just can't do it and put some fringy QB 10 to 13 over a guy like Lamar. Well, I think the answer is the fact that I still have him at QB six. Uh, really the quad injury. If we get worse news, I'd have to move him down, but that's also because he's running designed runs a little bit more of recent. Uh, I think somebody tweeted that out a day or two ago and said the first half of the season versus the second half to this date of what we've been through so far. They've a lot more design runs probably because how the offense has fallen apart. And, you know, I've been concerned about Lamar Jackson because of the lack of touchdowns. But, you know, there's two touchdown passes he could have had in that game, if not for Demarcus Robinson and Mark Andrews, of all people. And he still scored 20 points. So I'm not I'm not concerned. It's it's Denver the passing game being concerned, but you can run somewhat on Denver. It's it's Lamar Jackson. I Like maybe you can say Tua against San Francisco. Tough matchup. I still like Tua in that matchup. But I mean, if you want to say Tua because you don't want to take the risk or maybe Gino or Jimmy Garoppolo for the floor. But I mean, Lamar Jackson's floor was essentially 20 points. I mean, maybe it's it's really like 16, but I mean, you get the point. Yeah, it's a good point. Because Lamar on the season, uh, as far as fantasy points scored, is actually the fifth scoring quarterback. For, but, but from week seven on, he is actually the 17th ranked scoring quarterback that he's put up around 17 points a game. So we don't need to like belabor the point, but do you have any differing opinions just as far as how the performance has been as of recent? And then you throw on a quad injury, which is going to be pretty important to this quarterback, Brandon. Well, so I'm going to liken this to uh, last week when, uh, you know, I'll, I, you know, I play around with player props and last week it was Kyler Murray had the hamstring injury. And like, we know the way Kyler Murray plays. We know the way Lamar Jackson plays. If they're playing these quarterbacks, then they have to play them with the assumption that they're going to be able to play their game. And so, like, when I saw Kyler Murray's rushing yards prop at 27 and a half yards last week, I'm like, I'm taking the over because if they're playing Kyler Murray, they think that he can still do what Kyler Murray does. And I feel like the same way with Lamar Jackson. Like, you're still going to have, if they feel good enough to put him out there, uh, I don't think they're going to plan on saying, you know what? We're going to just pocket tie you in this game and you're not going to be able to do the things that you normally do. So I have him ranked number six also, because I think if he plays, then they expect him to play like Lamar Jackson plays. And yes, it hasn't been a a perfectly even nice year for him. The upside is still almost second to none. And again, just pointing out, like I I am saying week seven on the last five games, he is not even a top 15 starting quarterback or uh, scoring quarterback. He's still the fifth scoring quarterback on the season. So he's still there. Just like you alluded to, there's inconsistencies. Uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, it still has not practiced, so not that that's going to help the disaster that is the Rams, but no, it shouldn't be. But that's just for everybody to know. He's still not out there. Let's talk about this one, though, kind of in the same vein. I have a, f- a few more like hardcore ones here in just a second, but um, kind of like the Lamar Jackson one. Josh Jacobs, not expected to practice much, if at all, this week with the expectation that that'll get him up to the game going, except you guys comfortable with the injury and the not practicing and how they're treating it that you can wait up to game time uh, to get him in lineups, Brandon? Is there any concern really for Josh Jacobs with the injury? Yeah, I just brought this up before. It's just make sure you have Zamir White at the ready. But like, I'm not really that concerned. It's a great matchup, and he's had a lot of work this year. Um, you know, they've they've played the Chargers already. Like, I feel like Josh Jacobs, they're fine letting him sit all week, and he can be good to go on Sunday. So I'm not too worried, but like if you have Josh Jacobs and even if you don't, if you have a roster spot to play with, doesn't hurt you to throw Zamir White on there just in case. Dick, do you agree Zamir White or Amir Abdullah? Should one of those be the big major pickups in your eyes? If you've got Josh Jacobs just going up into the game? 
Mm, I, I mean, I guess if you're missing Josh Jacobs, uh, I'm not overly enthralled with Zamira White. He's basically, uh, I kind of said, uh, I'm trying to think of off the top of my head. He's a tank. He's uh, like Garrett Blunt. Like, just run him up the middle. Don't expect wow. much more. And end of story. So, kind of a little, little bit lesser version of Derrick Henry, honestly, because he doesn't have even as much elusiveness as Derrick Henry does. And I wouldn't use him too much in the passing game. So, I don't think Amir Abdullah is going to be eliminated from the equation. I think Amir Abdullah keeps his role potentially even a little bit more. So, oh, you know what? I'll, uh, here's a good comparison. If the Eagles lost Miles Sanders, it would be Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell will see a small uptick. Boston Scott, Zamir White, you hope they fall into the end zone on like 40, 50, 60 yards maybe. And that's what you're looking for. So I would think there's a lot of options for people out there in general because you're waiting on San Francisco. You're waiting on Miami. You're waiting on this game. So like you even can wait until maybe I'm trying to think if there's anybody else left at this point. I if, flyer super 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 flyer that david johnson suits up for the same the point me is like i want to i I'm, well i want to wait for josh jacobs like uh, i can't imagine okay that's where i was that gonna you... go that was kind of my big push for you was like are you worried enough with the injury that you need to look in another place or are you not as worried that you would pick up one of these guys because the point of this is the raiders are the afternoon game so uh Just all like of week. Yeah, all of the morning guys are going to be gone. If you wanted to mess with one of those Steelers running backs, if there's going to be someone not Najee Harris, which we're going to talk about in a second, or someone else, you have to make that decision beforehand. So is that injury worrisome enough at all if you have not been given news and it's a true game-time decision? If he plays, he plays. Hey, you're going to get the note. Nothing to worry about well, here. Here's but- the thing. We know like he's not going to have another game like that. Like that's Mixon had his. Kamara had his at one point last year. Like this, this is a one per season type of situation. Uh, even Aaron Jones maybe gets two. So do you think he gets a second? Maybe. The only reason I say that to say is because maybe there's some teams out there where because of waivers, because of how you drafted, you're sitting on Jacob Stevenson and ETN. And then you say, you know what? I start ETN Stevenson. I don't even risk waking that, that like maybe, but I mean, you have to have two top 12 running backs where I wouldn't wait for the upside. Yeah, and I just feel like that's going to be something a critical for a lot of people with the you know close to playoff matchups. You have something to add here, Brandon? You know, we're talking about in some formats the number one scoring running back. He's had big game. I mean, he's had you know he had three straight 140 rushing yard games yeah. with six touchdowns in there. So I mean, Which there are big point. games there. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. like, I think you pick up. I mean, the, the question for me would come down to: Would I rather have a Amir Abdullah or Zamir White against the Chargers? And I'm waiting on Josh Jacobs. And Jake brought up a whole bunch of other guys, but I don't think there's so much better that you go out and you pick them up and you don't wait. I think you do wait. Right. And, and no, I was getting is, to the point of like, no, do you wait on Zamir White or do you play Jamal Williams? Like those kind of conversations like that. Right. That's, I think most I, I kind of think I would you, I would wait. And right. I, right. I agree with you. Most situations I would unless, you know. Like I said, unless your options are two tw- top 10, 11, like even if my option, like put it this way, that's crazy in my sound. Let's say your three running backs are Ramondre Stevenson. So he's playing no matter what you're, you're that's set. But your other two, because you picked up Stevenson or you drafted him late and your other two are Barkley and Josh Jacobs. I'd wait for Josh Jacobs versus playing Barkley mm-hmm. in that matchup and what's been going on with that offense, which is yeah. just a wild thing to think about overall. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, so this is going to be a heat check. We did talk about these coming off of uh, the Sunday games. We talked about it on Monday, but this is a heat check days in. Maybe a little bit more information, maybe not, but I just want to gauge where you guys are at. Deshaun Watson, not speaking to the media. Teammates are out there just praising him. You wouldn't even know that Jacoby Brissett was their quarterback or was good. As Nick Chubb, oh, he's so talented. He's the best, blah, blah, blah. There is going to be a lot of chaos surrounded by it. My question is, all of the praise and all of the chaos and has anything changed from our conversation a couple of days ago? And it's okay if it hasn't, because we can just move right past it. But has there been any change in either one of your minds on the positioning of where we want Deshaun Watson? His ECR is currently 11. And that is actually right where we preset talked about it before the ECR even came out. I see him behind Geno Smith and above Tom Brady. Again, hilarious because that was our conversation we had. Brandon. Mm-hmm. Heat check, Deshaun Watson, has anything changed? No, I have him kind of right there. Actually, I have him 12, and I have a uh, quarterback in front of him who I'm going to talk about in a moment. But I think they're, I think, a fair comp uh, for each other. But I think he's right there back in QB1. That's where I we talked about him earlier, and that's kind of where I have him. Jake, same thing. Heat check. Any difference? Mm, he's one spot lower than we talked about. It's just, I'm at 12. I think that's you got to <laughs> so take the I- risk. And, well, and the biggest thing I keep going back to is I said this on the Monday show is they don't need him to throw the ball 30 plus times, let alone 35 times or 40 times. You know, it's just they can just run it all day long. If he I mean, around 30 would probably be I, I got to finish my projections today. I would be surprised if the projections have more than like 32, 33 pass attempts. You would expect that they would try to keep it on the ground as much as possible in a game, you know, for his first return back and just all of the chaos that is going to be surrounding him uh, playing the Texans, of course. All right. He checked part two Jets running back situation. Uh, I we've not uh, seen full on stuff on Michael Carter, if he's going to play or not. I think the expectation is my expectation is he will not play. James Robinson was asked about the situation, said he's pissed off. That was his quote. He says, I'm pissed that I didn't start. He didn't know that that was going to happen. Um, no one really communicated with that that with him. So that's got him fired up. And Bam Knight looked like the guy. We saw him get all of the work even over Ty Johnson. So I expect no Michael Carter, but with some of the words and some of what's going on with James Robinson saying how he's pissed, the production of Zonovan Knight, heat check. Jake, has anything changed on that jet situation if Michael Carter is not there for you? And no, it's it's basically what we talked about Monday. It's the waterfall uh, flow chart I put in the waiver columns. If James Robinson's out there and active, and Robert Saul has already come out and even said that it's a hot hand rotation, blah, 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 blah. what a surprise. Where, where does he come from to have that kind of thing thrown at us? And it could be tongue-in-cheek coat speak to a degree, but at the same time, you know, I don't think the threat of James Robinson reaching 
They're like you didn't trade for James Robinson to a six rounder with a fifth round contingency that he reaches 250 yards to be like, oh, you know, we just trade him to put him on the bench. Like, then what did you do it for in the first place? Like, if you weren't expecting to use him after you lost Brees Hall, you were really worried about a six rounder converting to a fifth. That that's your big hang up right now from being inactive last week. I think there might be something else going on, whatever it might be. But I, I kind of think James Robinson is going to be involved. And if so, it's full blown committee. Like Robinson Knight. Ty Johnson's not going to go away. Ty Johnson's going to, this is now the Eagles, but it's the, somebody is going to be Miles Sanders, maybe even to a lesser degree. My odds after what we've seen and what we have and what we know of Zonovan Knight would be like, hey, he gets the nod after what we just saw last week, but I'm not putting it past the risk that it's James Robinson. The floor for all three of these is lava. Like that, that's what you have to understand what you're getting into here. And I haven't looked at your rank, so I can't say are, if Zonovan White uh, is the guy, or Zonovan Knight Zonovan is White. the guy, <laughs> Mike White was in my head. Uh, if uh, I know, when I did guy. the flow chart the first time, I put White instead of Knight, and I had to yeah, fix it. Like, it's just like, it's just in my head, it's just in my brain. Well, then just there's a Quandre White who's about probably about to be active for the Dolphins, possibly. But anyway, go continue. Well, <laughs> Salfino's done the same thing in his last two columns. I had to tell him, I was like, hey, man, I know you're a Jets fan. I just want to stop you before you're in like local circles talking about it. It's night, not white. Night. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. I'm like, not I know I'm looking right at it, it. <laughs> and I put white. Uh, I mean, I had my draft right up and I still 36. screwed up. So go, go ahead. <laughs> is Bam a uh, top 36 flex running back? If he is the top guy, if there is a committee, are any of them even flex worthy at this point? Well, I was on him a night at 34 and that's with Michael Carter. So okay. yeah, and I hadn't seen that's Robinson, what I was he, saying. He, yeah. he would go up. Uh, James Robinson would fall into a similar. I'm probably going to have Zonovan Knight and James Robinson in a similar range. Okay, and same. So same thing, Brendan. Zonovan Knight, James Robinson, full on committee. Uh, also, Robert Sala had said that it was a really weird comment of like we wanted to change up the offense. Like we wanted, like James Robinson didn't fit what they kind of wanted to do and moving with it, which Why almost seemed trade like for him. Yeah, well, but it's not a big investment. That's my other argument. The whole fifth. Decision. I just don't think it's a big investment where they think they could move forward. I think they're trying to say James doesn't look explosive and he doesn't look like a I think player. it's this Cam Akers thing all over again. It's this guy who was great and then he had the Achilles injury and he still feels like he's that guy. But, the, you know, teams are evaluating him and saying, you know what? You aren't that guy anymore. And I think it's he looked you know, good, though. And yeah, that might be I the know. New I thing. think the, that the, might... Achilles, the Achilles isn't the career ender. It's just you can come back from it, look good. It's the career sapper. It's just that after a few games, you're back to like being subpar. Yeah, <laughs> maybe something to that. Who, was, who did he do that, by the way? His first two weeks, were they against just like complete? I, I can't remember who he played in those first two weeks, but I know he had a, you know, he came out of the gates pretty hot and then, then he just kind of died out. But anyways, yeah, I mean, I ideally am not like having to like back three straight back games. This backfield Washington, in week 13, Washington. which I Washington, yeah, Indianapolis, and the Chargers. The Chargers were the only cake matchup there. Yeah. And, I mean, well, Washington was kind of early across the board, but Indy wasn't. Indy was like one of the best run defenses out of the gate. So, and Washington's got a lot better. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I mean, I would prefer to just not have to worry about having to play any of these guys. That would be a great situation to be in. But, well, you can I mean, see it going down in his attempts or yards per carry, too. Like Houston was 10 for 27. That's when he, that's when he first really started looking kind of, ooh, you lost it a little bit. What the hell happened? It would be nice to have some clarity in this situation going into Bipocalypse yeah, sure. uh, 2.0 that's coming up here in uh, in one week, in week 14. Right before the playoffs, by the way. Right before the playoffs are going to kick off. we got Bipocalypse 2.0. All right, last on the heat check. Brandon, we'll start with you. The uh, Steelers running back situation. Najee Harris hurt his foot again. 
I cannot see a scenario, but maybe I'm super um, pessimistic right now about this. I can't see a scenario where they're pushing him out here with all of the injuries that have gone on. Jalen Warren was full in on practice on Wednesday. Najee did not practice on, uh, I'm sorry, on Thursday. Najee did not practice on Wednesday, was not seen around, at least from my, my research and looking around. There was no sign of Najee on Thursday's practice, but Jalen Warren was out there because there's a lot of Benny Snell conversation, mm -hmm. but maybe that's going to be pushed aside. So if there's no Najee Harris, where is Jalen Warren as the running back? Or is it Benny Snell in your mind, even though Jalen got the full practice? And what, what, how high can they go as a starting running back against Atlanta? Yeah, I'm almost feeling like we're kind of maybe repeating a conversation we just had about the Jets because I don't think, you know, with Jalen Warren being out, like, and Najee, you know, he comes back. But Benny Snell, you know, has been in the mid I just feel like that's going to be a platoon that we're going to see. We're going to see, you know, a, a fair share of Jalen Warren, but also a fair share of Benny Snell. And I don't know, maybe some Anthony McFarland mixed in. I just, I don't know. It's, it's another one of those situations where I don't think you're going to say they're going to hang their hat on Jalen Warren. They'll, they'll mix it, sprinkle in Benny Snell here or there. So I feel like it's going to be a straight platoon split, which means, you know, you could gamble on either one of these guys, like Jalen Warren, more of the, you know, in the passing game upside and Benny Snell, maybe a touchdown dependent kind of play. You're kind of arguing these guys into the back end of your flex kind of RB 30 back end 30 range in my mind. <laughs> See, that's interesting. I, I, I feel differently about that. I, and I thought okay. we would get, and maybe Jake, maybe you'll feel that way. I thought because Jalen was stepping into the, a theoretical takeover role that we had coming off a of bye week, it didn't happen. But with a full practice in, I feel like this could be a 70-30 where Jalen Warren is going to get the bulk of all of it because he has had that role all season. The only thing that took him off of it is injury. And now he's back. But he still looked okay. But I, I see this as like a 70-30 situation. That's why I think Jalen could really push. Uh, Brandon doesn't. Jake? Do you feel which side are you kind of sitting on here? Mm, I'm on more your side, uh, mostly because I know who Benny Snell is and he stinks. That's the stinks what down to like he looked good in the last game, but you know that's not the first time he's had a blip of looking good. Oh, the blip versus the reality of what we've seen most of Benny Snell is not good. So Benny Snell's not that very good. Anthony McFarland's not that very good. We've done this before. There's a reason these guys continue to be backups, and the fact that Jalen Warren. And oh, by the way, let's not forget that they were touting undrafted rookies this preseason because they didn't want Benny Snell. And I mean, even besides Jalen Warren, there was other options they were throwing out there. Remember Durant? Like everybody's like, oh, go pick up Mateo Durant. Go get him. Go get him. It's third week preseason. He's going to be the guy. Like just because we knew it's not Benny Snell, it's not Anthony McFarlane. So uh, Jalen Warren has already been used in the passing game. It was part of the reason that we had been down on Najee Harris, even with the 20 carries in back-to-back -back weeks. So... I'm 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 team Warren. I think Warren's going to be if like what we if we're going off your assumption with no Dodger Harris. Yeah, he'll probably be in the 20s for me around the Washington guys and stuff like that. Uh, Benny Snell would just I don't think Benny Snell would be completely non factor, but I think this will be Warren's backfield for the most part. That's cool that you put him there because I was going to ask you, who would you rather have in that game? Coral Patterson against Pittsburgh or Jalen Warren against Atlanta Warren. if there's no analogy. Yeah, and see, I agree. Okay, so we're in that kind of same So, Foster, are you Patterson? No, no, I'm not because I think Cordero Patterson is like, I don't, I don't, I mean, he hasn't been doing anything. I mean, he's, his, his production <laughs> last few weeks has been garbage. And Tyler, I, I might rather have Tyler Algier in this game than Cordero Patterson. So, Tyler Algier or uh, Jalen Warren then? That's where I think it would be pretty close. Um, I, I don't think I'll have – I haven't finished my rankings, but I don't think I'll have Jalen Warren 
inside the top 25, but it'll probably be in the 25 to 30 range, which is where I have Algier as well. And I brought Patterson up because he's ECR 28. Real quick, Jake, um, Warren or Devin Singletary, who's going up against New England? Warren. But uh, okay. you might not have a chance to make that decision. We might True. not know. I, and I would take Singletary. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's okay. Good heat check stuff. I think that was a good conversation around some of the bigger questions. Uh, obviously, a lot of the big fab was put on. Jake, you saw a big increase in the flex leagues. I feel like I hadn't seen like a big update like you had uh, you had posted out uh, on the in your tweet. I think it was yesterday with big, massive numbers because people were jumping on what Bam and uh, Michael Carter. Am I am I speaking out of turn or is no, that no. right? Zonaman Knight and Jamichael Hasty. Uh, Jamichael Hasty. Okay. Well, yeah, it said Bam. Yeah, Bam. He was in there. But okay, Jamichael Hasty was the other one. So I felt like there was just some big numbers. So uh, I'm not. We didn't bring that up because Travis Etienne could have played in the last game and he should be good to go in this one. But again, maybe I'm just assuming. Uh, all right, let's get to the ranks. Week 13 quarterback that you like more than anyone else. It's just your guy this week. It's not the number one, but it's your guy. Jay, who do you got? Mm, Geno Smith. Like people don't want to go back to him partly because of the matchup, I think. Question Do you have mark? a question mark? I was about to say, do you have a question mark after that? <laughs> well, because the thing is, like, is it though? Because there's no Aaron Darnold. There Donald. I always get that extra R kind of t- it's hard. Aaron Donald. Uh the, what it comes down to is the Rams, they're cashing it in. They're done. They've been done. They're, you know, Aaron Aaron Donald's hurting and going to be held out. Uh, okay, he shut down. Stafford shut down, shut down the damn team. Allen Robinson probably would have been playing through this if they were a playoff contender. Like, let's just move on. And it's not been that worrisome of a defense for much of the year, even with Jalen Ramsey still being the one that's like seemingly carrying on the defense. But uh, Gino's been good. And against the Rams, and what a game that, you know, Lockett, the, the big thing about the Rams is even when they were playing well is that you can get a lot of the slot over the middle of field options that can kind of break plays afterwards. And looking for Lockett here, I mean, Mecca can do it anytime of Wells. But do you know, I guess, because, you know, he's in that conversation with, he's ahead of Deshaun Watson. I'll play him over Deshaun Watson in his first game back. So I guess that kind of makes me feel like I like him better than anybody else does. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, the quarterback, that's your guy. You like him more than anybody else. And he will be your week 13 dude. Yeah. Marcus Mariota. Dude. Um, He's like quarterback 11, but in ECR, he's like 18 or something. Going up against Pittsburgh, they have not been a good pass defense. Mariota's getting 40-plus rushing yards week in and week out. You can pretty much bank on that at this point. So it adds up. He's QB 11. That's where I'm ranking him this week. He's at home. He's against a, a defense that has been soft, second most passing touchdowns. You look at all the quarterbacks that face Pittsburgh, they pretty much got what you'd expect them to get, if not more. You know, And so – yeah, I just am like, you know, we got to give Mario to respect as a QB one. That's what he's been producing to. And really, the matchup says he should continue. Uh, this would be the week. It would be awesome to see Atlanta actually sling the ball. 275 yards given up to quarterbacks per game this season. And Mariota, you know, doesn't crack 200. So if there was a time to slang it a little bit, this would be the week for uh, Mariota. Let's go over to running backs. Week 13 running backs that you like more. That's your guy. Then your dart throw. Brandon, we'll start with you. Who's your dude and where's your dart throw? Yeah, I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift as a, a hunch here <laughs> um, that he gets a little bit more run. Last week it was uh, 30, 30 snaps for Jamal Williams and 24 for DeAndre Swift. That's the, the closest it's been in a long time. Um, it didn't amount to much in the stat sheet, but 
I think this is going to be a competitive game. I think it's going to be a game in which DeAndre Swift gets a, a little bit more love, uh, just a hunch. So I'm going to play that. And he's always, you know, he's managed to find the end zone, even in games when he hasn't uh, touched a rock a lot. But I just, I have a feeling DeAndre Swift, I bumped him up a little bit higher than where is he at. ECR is because I think we're going to see another bump in his playing time. Um, and then Kareem Hunt, who has been awful. I mean, awful. this is, and I know Jake's going to talk about the flip side of this and the running back on the other side, kind of like a last, it's kind of last stand for Kareem Hunt, just like it is the, the running back on the team that, you know, that Hunt's going against. Because Houston's terrible. This should be a game that they should have in control. And this should be a game where Kareem Hunt, I mean, give up the most fancy points to the running back position. I would think Kareem Hunt could get to double-digit touches in this one and at least be a serviceable flex play. I think if he's not, then you just, I mean, he's just cut-worthy at that point if he doesn't do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Fun fact on uh, ECR is DeAndre Swift and Hunt are within five spots of each other. Just like have a mind bot. Think about that for a minute with how bad Hunt has been. DeAndre Swift uh, barely cracks the top 30 in ECR and Hunt does crack the top 36 as a 12 team uh, starting flex option. So those are your two plays. Jake, same thing. Your dude, your guy, the guy you like more than anybody else. And then the dart throw for the big, for the big shot. Well, only because it's his last gasp effort here. And <laughs> he hit the rookie wall question mark. Uh, it's because people just want to attribute it to that. Just throw the rookie wall thing out. But Damian Pierce has looked terrible the past two weeks. We all know that. Not getting used in the passing game. Rex Burkhead concussed, but Darian Gubawale gets used. And, you know, Benjamin is probably going to be active. The biggest thing here is the other side of it. Just like Cleveland and you run against. Cleveland has no run defense. And if there's one more game where you can get things right, look, the most rushing yards against 1592, the most rushing touchdowns, 14. Uh, if he can't get top 20 this week, then, I mean, I don't, I don't even know how you use him down the stretch. I'm not saying, like, go ahead and just drop him because you would hate to see, like, injuries abound and then he goes off for somebody in week 16 or something. But I just, he's not even usable. If you can't do it against Cleveland, you can't do it against anybody at this point. So this is this is his last gasp effort. And then the Hail Mary. By the way, Cam Akers not practicing as of Wednesday. Uh, not that I'm super excited for this backfield, but Kyron Williams last week, you talk about a 65, 35, 70, 30 split. And it was Kyron Williams. He was as on the field. The snap count was almost 70 to 30. That's how big of the discrepancy it was. Got all the passing game work. Uh, Cam Akers touched the ball rushing in a similar amount, but the snaps weren't even close. So they're turning to Kyron Williams. I'm not excited about this team. Not excited about the offensive line. Not excited about Bryce Perkins or anything here, but if you're desperate and you need a running back, Kyron Williams, that's a good matchup. Go for it. Rams running back, huh? What do you think about that, Brandon? 
Hey, we think hey. the one that we were waiting for this entire year was going to be Kyron Williams. <laughs> All right. I, mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I'm not actually going to go to. We're not going to open up that. We're not going to open up that uh, can of worms. Wide receivers. Week 13, wide receivers. Your guy, your sleeper, the guy you like more than anybody else in the dart throw. And Jake, we will come right back to you. You got to top Kyron, uh, Kyron Williams. So good luck. <clears throat> they might want the second one. The first one, speaking of one last, so what do you know what this is? Christmas is coming. I want to give out gifts. I want to give you one last chance. I want to give you a chance for what I call them. Apparently, this is the funniest thing I've said all year because people got a kick out of this because they know I call him Deont Bay Johnson. And I said, <laughs> instead, I said Deont may be start this week because I, I was like, I didn't think it was that funny. I thought it was kind of stupid, but people laughed at it. He's basically last year, well, two years. He's new Jacoby Myers. Doesn't score touchdowns, gets 60, 70 yards, the end. That's who Deontay cool. Johnson is at this point, right? He's a wide receiver four. And I've been ranking him as a wide receiver three or four for the past couple of weeks. And people are like, why are you so high on him? I'm like, that, that's not high. Like last time I checked, wide receiver three or four is not high. Jacoby Myers is not high, but he is still 25th in team target percentage, eighth in targets among the entire league. Hasn't had a rush, touchdown, hasn't had over 85 yards, but the Falcons, great matchup. Falcons can let this thing finally click right for him. Again, he's a, he's a, Flyer. Like, like I'm not saying a must start. He's a flyer. The super, 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 super flyer. DJ Chark, everybody. Do, 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 do. I was going to do the Chark, same do, thing. Do. I'm glad yeah, you did 100%. it. So I didn't. DJ Chark and Devontae Parker are essentially the same person. Have we ever seen them on the field at the same time? Have they <laughs> have they played each other yet? Like, because they are, when healthy, hey, look, they get you 8 to 12 points. It's just they're only healthy about four games at the year and it's working for both. Look at the numbers. Devonte Parker and DJ Chark, when they're out there for about 75% of the snaps or more, eight to 12 points. So roll them out there. Hope you get a touchdown. It could be one of the biggest shootouts of the week against Jacksonville at home, which is the big thing here. So still no Jamison Williams. There's your dart throw. There's your, does that top Kyron Williams? I think that's worse than Kyron Williams. Like worse if you have to rely on Chark and Williams. But I do want to point out you, 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 battled both of your wide receivers you compared both your wide receivers up against patriots wide receivers i don't know what your problem is so. that's how bad well, it is that's, that's not a good bad it is yeah, for both of good, them yeah i guess they just both were compared you're like this guy's kind of just like this guy uh also fun fact in ecr Jacoby myers two spots ahead of deontay william uh deontay johnson so yeah johnson so, yeah kyron's <laughs> there all right brandon uh your guy your dart where are you going with your week 13 wide receivers yeah, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe George Pickens was behind Deontay Johnson in ECR, and I'm guessing that Jake has George Pickens ranked higher than Deontay Johnson in his ranking. He's higher. Half Pickens is high, pick, in half for PPR. Weeks. Pickens is higher yeah. right this week, and he should be. For and reference, just, for reference, twenty eight for Pickens. Deontay Johnson is my last wide receiver three. He's yeah. thirty six. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm going with George Pickens. Um, Love. Yeah, he just looks so good. I mean, passes the eye test. The numbers have been, you know, three of the last five is seven or more half PPR fantasy points, uh, three touchdowns in that span. I think he has two of Kenny Pickett's three. I had to double, I had to double check that. I was like, Kenny Pickens has three touchdown passes this year, which is a bit concerning, but it may be with, against Atlanta, Atlanta secondary, or some upside for a couple TD passes from Kenny Pickens. Maybe we can get Deontay and and George Pickens both going, but it's a great matchup. George Pickens has been the guy of late, and I would I would roll with him. And I, my dart's going to be Richie James and Darius Slayton. He's not really a dart anymore, but but Richie James. I mean, it's really down to Slayton and James at wide receiver. James has been forty plus with a touchdown each of his last two games. Uh, 
The commanders have looked better on defense, but they've faced Atlanta, Houston, and Philly in the last three games, not the most vaunted pass game. So their numbers are going to look better, obviously, against that group. They can still pass on them. Olamides Zacchaeus had 90 yards or 80 yards last week against them. Um, so Richie James, as a deep, deep pull, I don't hate it. I like okay, Brandon. I'll give you one today. I'll give you under 200 yards passing Daniel Jones. Well, you know what? But who is he throwing to? <laughs> Slayton, James, and Barkley. So there's that's that, enough that's, there for I'm those guys there. to be to be nah, I'm telling you, they're going to get destroyed. I'm calling it. Seven. I think Brandon. Won, I think Brandon won the name game. By the way, with Richie James over Kyron Williams, I think Richie James wins the name game. <laughs> Sorry, you were. Well, getting, you know, get out the, of stat? The, we got we got to cater to the 16 team leagues with 40 man rosters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all the psychos. We like the psychos. We're here for the psychos. All right. Um, what's got you thinking twice? Week 13, oh. Brandon, what has you thinking twice? Player, team, thing, stat? Go ahead, Jake. I got to think about this. Jake, I, I, what I has you thinking twice? Player, thing, stat, person, thingy? To go back to what you led this off with, the Ravens, but anybody outside of Lamar Jackson and even Mark Andrews, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. But if Dobbins is back... Okay, yeah, you want to trust that's backfield because Gus Edwards, I would still, you know, probably roll out over J.K. Dobbins for one more week, but it's against Denver. So Demarcus Robinson, Devin Duvernay, no thanks. I was th- I was hoping Demarcus Robinson could be the sneaky answer, and he failed last week. Also failed to hold that touchdown in, or we would be feeling even good about two weeks in a row for him. But going against Denver, no thank you. Don't want Devin Duvernay, no thank you. The Devon run defense, no thank you. When it's three guys involved, actually, I think Kyron, uh, Kenyon Drake's pretty much going to be eliminated from the equation. But it's Dobbins' first game back. So uh, if, again, now if there is no Dobbins, I still don't feel great about Gus Edwards because he just needs to get a touchdown to survive, and that might not happen. So I want to try to avoid the Ravens at all costs, basically. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that could work well in the running back situation would be with that quad injury, if it's still lingering a little bit, maybe they want to run the ball more, but all to your point, how effective will the uh, team be able to move against that run defense, and what running back are they going to be well, throwing what, out there? What's your offense going to look like with Lamar Jackson pocket passer? Like, I, I, I'm one of the biggest arguers for the fact that Lamar Jackson can pass, and he is a decent pocket passer he's just it's his looseness that makes him so dangerous but you don't want him sitting in the pocket the entire game that takes away half your offensive game plan yeah brandon all right what do you got for us uh what's making you think twice yeah i'll go with the low-hanging fruit that we talked about earlier which is deshaun deshaun watson like i think we didn't talk about amari cooper and donovan people's jones but the texans have allowed the fewest pass attempts against them in the league for a reason like this we don't. It's unprecedented how long Deshaun Watson's been out and coming in and playing. First of all, how is he going to look? How rusty is he going to look? But to Jake's point earlier, how much is he going to throw the ball and how much can you trust Amari Cooper? But I think also Donovan Peoples-Jones, who has developed a good rapport with Jacoby Brissett, and I don't know that everybody expected it to be like that. I mean, can we just assume it's just going to be, you know, going to be the same with with Watson in there, he might, you know, maybe he throws to the running back a little bit more in this game. Like, so there's a lot going on with that, with that Cleveland offense that I'm, I'm definitely thinking twice about, uh, you know, I'm probably moving Cooper and, and Donovan people's Jones down a little bit more than where we might normally have them in, in this week with Jacoby Brissett. Well, tight ends always warrant a second thought because it's something else. It is something else. Jake, how tight can you make your end this week? 
Did you see my answer? I did. No, I did. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted you to audibly fart, fart do noise. Yeah. Here, here, this, <laughs> yeah, get, this is this is it. how tight my that's how tight my end can get. That was a long one too. <laughs> that's that's how tight because I'm squeezing it out because I'm gonna say the same thing I said on did Twitter. Did he say Tyler Conklin? Is that what he said? No, I, that? I, I, I don't care. No, no. No, no, I said, I don't care. You want to pick no, somebody I up? The fart. Go I right. The fart was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fart. You no, know, yeah. Save that for save that for fun. No, was, somebody asked was, me. That, says, was, that you know, was Tyler. I fart. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, they said, there you go. That's what there there. The old days. It hurts when I fart. When I fart. Yeah. Those team names from back in the day. No, oh, yeah. because says, and I wasn't coming for this person, but somebody was like, should I drop Cole Komet for Tyler Conklin? I was like fine i don't care it's tight end like and i'm not being like this is our job so i'm not trying to help you like there are seven tight eight tight ends because i'll include njoku and everett you just start them just while everett is healthy just start them when njoku is healthy just start them there is some risk that watson doesn't use them as much as Brissett does because Brissett loves his tight ends more than almost any quarterback but let's just even take them out you have six it's kelsey andrews kittle fryermuth schultz and hawkinson the end Everybody else, you want to drop them, chase the, the thing. is So here's the comparison I made on my podcast, Chris. And I said, you remember the deal or no deal? And it's the math thing. And it's like, if you have three doors and they eliminate one, and they say, do you want to switch? And mathematicians told us you always switch because you go from a one-third chance to a 50-50. And the math is there. I said, this is basically the reverse. So if you're saying Cole Komet's going to be 50-50 to get a good game every single week, 50-50-50-50-50-50-50-50. And then you drop him for Conklin, who's also 50-50 any given week, you're now 25% because you took one to four versus a 50-50. So I'm just rolling with the tight end. Pick whoever the damn hell you want and just use them. It's tight end. They all suck. They're all trash. Hate the position. You hate the position. Go ahead and recommend somebody, Funston. They're all blank. They're all pork chop sandwiches. I'll, I'll actually answer the question for you, Chris. I'm ah, go with, yes, there we go. I'm going with Tyler Conklin. Yes, revenge game. Uh, <laughs> we, we have it. But no, we talked about this last week with Mike White at quarterback. He said, you know what? This should make Garrett Wilson better. I even we threw out Elijah Moore, like actually maybe has some upside in this game. And we mentioned Tyler Conklin. We mentioned the running backs in the passing game. Everything that we talked about came to fruition and now you have a great passing matchup against the Vikings and a revenge game. And you had Tyler Conklin get 50 yards last week. So, yeah, it's a streaming world, as Jake mentioned, pretty much by and large outside of a few tight ends. But this is a week to stream Tyler Conklin. Yeah. Foster Moreau, Hayden Hurst, Cole Komet, Ingram, Logan Thomas versus Danger Bellinger. If he comes back with the eye, I mean, just they're all pick gold jacket, green jacket. Who? Yeah, you know, you know how the rest goes. That's how the tight ends are this week. Friends, that is going to do it for the podcast. Make sure to go and uh, follow Jake on Twitter, All In Kid, because you can see the article tweeted out. It's over at the Athletic. I'm going to start making my answer Chigazim Oquano. That's that's going to be my new every single week. Just start Oquano. And and maybe we can get that into the uh, ranks. I can't even say it as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Oconquo. There, I got it right. Maybe the ranks, uh, maybe your uh, side ranks can be the most obscure tight ends in the last, uh, you know, that you can recall. You could do a rank rank next week. I'm going to do like the rank, the best obscure names. Yeah, there you go. Look out for Michael Hominanahumanahui that nobody could ever say. Oh, yeah. Albert O. Yeah. Rashawn Salam. There was something about Rashawn Salam that I just always liked just, the name. Always, so it was just yes. it was a good one. It was a good one. All right. But you can find that and more. If you sign up at the Athletic today, you can check out Jake's article updated all the way up until uh, pretty much game time or close into it. So you can just follow it throughout the pretty week much. so you can get all of your stuff answered. 
make sure to go follow that. Follow Brandon on Twitter at Brandon Funson. You can follow myself at Is It The Welsh. And make sure you are subscribed to this podcast because guess what? We will be back next week for week 14 for Jake, for Brandon. It's The Welsh. We're out of here. Bye-bye, friends. Bye-bye, friends.